Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive by. I have to tell you, first of all, let me thank each and every one of you for tuning in and turning us on each and every day. I I, want to thank you for all of the emails that you send me, now the text messages that you send me, because, right, you're right there with us. We are on to something amazing. It is in the spirit of connecting. It is in the spirit of giving. And since we started the Gift of Day program and now the Holistic Makeover, it is about this energy that all of us want to carry forward. And as the host of the Dr. Pat Show, I have to tell you I am so grateful right now in this moment. I'm grateful for a number of different things, but most importantly right now, I'm grateful for my guest today. In more ways than I can even explain to you, uh, the journey of my friend and amazing individual, Val John Ferris, my guest tonight, the journey is not only heartbreaking to some extent, but heart-opening. And the question that I, I want to throw out there for you to think about as we go through this hour, extraordinary hour of spontaneous conversation in, in a world that is dynamic beyond what any of us ever imagined, I would love for you to hold this space of how important the journey is and equally important how important it is the you know to how we respond to life. And and tonight my gift to you is this very, very special, special individual. Val John, we've known him as a social scientist, an award winning author, uh, a global leadership expert not only a senior consultant to many Fortune 500 companies, but someone that understands the true nature and virtues of life and has taken the seed, the seed of what he has learned, and he has spread that around to so many of us in this community that is growing, this grassroots initiative to understand what it means to honor the dignity of the human spirit. You know, that is something I have said for years. But now through my love for Val John and what he is doing and the acknowledgement of, of, of the, the soul that he has said yes to in this lifetime, he is bringing new meaning to the phrase, honor the dignity of the human spirit. Today he's joining me as the founder and the president of I Care America. It is a registered 501c3 nonprofit dedicated to promoting the spirit of giving in America. And you're going to hear tonight a story that, as I said before, may break your heart in some sense, but hopefully when we're done, you're going to understand the meaning of how to open it up, to look at the creative energy and juices you have, to say yes to taking action in a world that is calling you to do so, and launching the best idea you have to help as many people as you can. 
Uh, Val John, thank you so much for joining us here today. I have so been looking forward to this conversation. Welcome to the show. Thank you, and it's wonderful to to be with you. And, and all those things that you said, I think we can probably say about uh, really every listener uh, that is on with us. Uh, I think the heart of humanity is is uh, as huge as the things that you've said, and it's an honor for me to to be able to share with people who who uh, do embrace care and do. Uh, live themselves into the opportunity of honoring one another. And I know that's the people who are certainly uh, tuning in uh, to the show tonight. Well, and, you know, tonight and this show will then be taken and it will be moved to Australia and moved to other parts of the country because tonight's message is what I call hope in action. Beautiful. Let's, let's get to it. Let's get to it. And where I want to start with this uh, is with you. Um, And, you know, there's a question that I ask you many, many times, but I'm going to ask it again because I think it has different meaning. In all that I've said about you and all that you do, the question that I ask you is this. What are some of the challenges? What are some of the obstacles that you personally have had to overcome to bring you to this very moment? Everything. I had to overcome everything about myself that I've ever thought I was, that I ever thought I accomplished, that I ever thought... Uh, I could handle that I ever thought I was afraid of. I've had to literally let go of every aspect of myself um, in the last couple of years, I think. Uh, It's been completely letting go of my life as I've known it and um, surrendering into a larger space uh, in which I uh, am, uh, I've got my heart as wide open as I can possibly have it uh, into the opportunity of honoring uh, and dignifying people, uh, working with people as human beings, working out with the homeless people like, like we're going to be talking about, um, letting go of my uh, career. Uh, I lost my career uh, after 9-11, after the war in Iraq, and after all the economy stuff. I mean, there's a big, long story about it, and a lot of people are in hardship. But uh, it hit me uh, pretty hard uh, in terms of the consulting that I was doing. Everything was shut down. My house is uh, about to go into foreclosure Chapter 7 bankruptcy, um, everything is being taken away from me. And, and you know, uh, I think it's, uh, it couldn't be a better time for everything to be taken from me because it's in the space of surrender, of letting go of all that, that I can actually be with people and serve in the ways that I really um, know that I need to. Well, and, you know, Val John, I, I mean, I'm listening to you. This, this is the first time I've, I've heard from you, and, and you and I have been on air numerous times. And what I hear in your voice is truly a sense of humility, but more importantly, a sense of caring. Mm-hmm. And and I'm not surprised that the organization that you've just founded, you know, has the word care in it. Yeah. Uh, and I wanted to ask you, what enabled you, Val John Ferris, what enabled you to to move from that place mm-hmm. of having everything in your life shift and change, things being removed. What enabled you to pick yourself up and take that next step to help others? I think um, uh, a lot of my friends, I have some friends in in, uh, uh, lots of places who have been eyes and ears for me, heart for me, support for me. Um, I went through the most terrible uh, three or four years you can imagine in terms of watching my career collapse, watching everything dry up that I'd tried. I mean, I've been a successful person for many, many years, and, and uh, this is the first time in my life that I have really been hit up against uh, a huge wall where everything I tried 
uh, didn't work. And, and, and really, I think the biggest devastation, uh, Patty, has been in um, letting go of who I thought I was along the way. And even though I've been a public servant for years and years, the thing that really helped me get through this was being, not being afraid of it and not trying to get out of it, but actually opening to it so that I could be led into the places that I have never gone. Uh, and if I wasn't willing to go there, I have no business to be of service to other people because I've got to be the one who takes myself on, goes to the places that I don't want to go, opens to the things that I don't want to open to, uh, because if I don't, then I'm, I'm a hypocrite. I, I can't speak to people about letting go of the things that are in their way if I'm not doing it in my own life. So that was the fist in my back that I needed to be uh, a living demonstration of what it was that I was sharing or what it was that I was teaching uh, and without that, you know, I'd be nothing. So I think that's what helped me get through it, in addition to friends like you and others who said, VJ, you know what, just trust the process, let go, it'll all work out, and you know what, it is. Well, it, it working out is kind of an understatement for me because I know the work that you're doing. I mean, working out would be, you, you know, if I were to use an example of when I lost my job in 92, working out for, for me would, would mean perhaps at that point in time or moment in time, would mean for me, oh, maybe I get another job. Maybe I look at what I'm doing. Maybe I, I take a certain direction. But what you're doing is you're creating a, a, a movement of awareness and action that is so overdue, I cannot even tell you. And I wanted to ask you, you know, since you said yes to this, since you, you created I Care America, right, I mean, what have you discovered about yourself, and what have you discovered about other people? Well, I, I think that the, the biggest thing that I've discovered about myself is that when I get out of the way, uh, miracles and magical things can happen. When I tap into my own heart, when I open myself, when I say I care, just saying to myself that I care is a, is a declaration to my own heart, to my own humanity, and when I got to the bottom, uh, when, when the foreclosure on my home was initiated, when the, my vehicles were repossessed, when the Chapter 7 happened, when the business collapsed, my medical insurance was, was, insurance was canceled, as everything started falling away, what I was left with was just this raw experience of that I still care. Even if all of this stuff is gone, I still care. And what was beautiful about it, was that everything could be taken away from me. Everything could be destroyed. Everything in my life could be absolutely in ruins, and the care that's in my heart shines brightly in the face of all those losses. And that was the turning point for me. And I'd known it in lots of different ways in my life, but I never knew it in this way. You know, we don't really know things until we've kind of been there ourselves and I, I went all the way to the bottom I mean to the bottom of the bottom and when I got there when I got to the bottom and I was facing uh, you know uh, no furniture in my home I'm, I'm on an air mattress right now and, and sleeping in a sleeping bag when I got to the bottom of feeling like I had been lost and like everything was was in shambles and and uh, there was no calling for me what I found out was that I was actually in the center like the bottom of the earth is the center of the earth. Well, the bottom of myself was my own soul. And when I came into that centeredness of myself, that's when things shifted. And I said, you know what? I do care. Well, what do I care about? I care about myself. I care about my friends. I care about others. I care about America. And I care about the world also. But I care America 
is me in my own backyard. This is the country I was born and raised in, and this is the country that I want to do for whatever I can in terms of having this experience of eye care show up even more fully in people's lives. I, you know, Val John, this is so important that, you know, all of us listening to this and me in, you know, me in particular, uh, to really be able to reach out and say I care and say it the way that you just said it, uh, is by far, uh, the most heart-wrenching at some level, uh, frame or reference or, or way that you said it and so needed right now. And, and I wanted to talk about I Care America because, you know, part of this is your own journey. But the other part of this is the, the universe in alignment saying this is so needed. And you know what? Uh, Val John is the guy that needs to do this. That's right. And you said yes to this because you can do this. How is I Care America being received? Wonderfully. I just came from the American River where there's 1,500 people living under tarps. I spent the entire day today, I took Intel Corporation out with me, people from the companies who, 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 have, saw, who have seen the radio and, and television uh, broadcasts that, that uh, I've been involved with in the last couple of weeks. People are stepping out from everywhere, coming forth. Starbucks has signed on to be donation centers for the I Care America uh, tent drives that we have. And I was out there with these people today, 1,500 people living under tarps in the mud and in the water and the rain, and I was out there, and the, the, the TV crews were out there. We gave tents to people. We gave sleeping bags to people. There were hundreds of people around us. They were in tears about the awareness, not, not because of getting the tents necessarily or the, the sleeping bags or the things that we had collected uh, from the community, but what they were in tears about, Patty, was that there was actually an experience that the community cared about them. That was a revelation for them. Mm. You know, I have to tell you that, you know, I was reading a personal message uh, that's on your website, and I want to make sure we take a minute right now and give out this website. This is going to be important for everyone listening to this show for a lot of reasons, and you'll hear throughout the show why. Uh, and, and please go and watch the videos, find out what's going on, and find out how you can get involved. Uh, www.icare-america.org www.icare-america.org. And I was reading this, um, you know, I was reading your personal message. And, and you have always been such an, so exquisite with words. Mm-hmm. And what you've been able to capture, you know, the level and the vibration of what you've been able to capture, it, it to me, it is absolutely astonishing. Mm-hmm. And you go on to talk about this idea, of, certainly, uh, you know, of our different values, certainly of our different circles. But you go on to say, you talk about the kind of caring. You say this kind of caring, and you're talking about more than anything through, more than anything though, uh, falling together means making sacrifices that ensure our collective sustainability and the dignity of all people regardless of their place, race, or status. Right. And you go on to talk about this kind of caring mm-hmm. is needed now more than ever with hundreds of people losing their home. And more importantly, Val John, the people that are now there that have lost their jobs, the hundreds of thousands of them. And, you know, honestly, my, my dear friend Linda went right. through this recently. Mm-hmm. And so with all of this 
out in the forefront for us. What action are we asking people to take, not just to support this, but to support that transformative environment of their souls right now? Absolutely. Well, you know, it it all comes down to um, caring for others begins with us caring for ourselves. And what I mean by that is the special kind of care Patty has to do with not just giving, but understanding that giving and receiving is a sacred circle. Mm-hmm. That when I give, if I give something to you and you receive from me, you in your receiving, in the gratitude, you're actually giving back to me. And so you're giving back to me, and then I'm giving to you. And, you're, and this sacred circle gets completed in that way, and that's the special kind of care. A lot of people don't understand that homeless people... The people who have been homeless for a long time and the ones who are now newly homeless, by the way, there are about three and a half million people now in the United States who are homeless. Just in Sacramento, there's 2,000, and they turn away 250 women and children a night from the shelters. So this kind of care where we are giving and we're receiving, the homeless people want to be seen as human beings. They don't want to be pitied. They want to be respected and care Real care, the kind of the care that I'm talking about, is not the kind of care that's based on pity. It's not on the care that's based on feeling sorry for someone. It's the care that's based on the dignity of who those human beings are, and it's giving to them from that place of dignity and knowing that you're going to get something even greater back than what you gave. And that's the message I think America needs to really grapple with and really take into their heart and soul is that it's not about just rising up and helping the people the poor people who are in trouble it's all of us learning to give and receive and to sanctify that circle of giving and receiving that's a really important message i think for mm-hmm. america i think it is too and 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 i think for the first time in our history i think we have a sense out there of large numbers of people of feeling how vulnerable they are. Yes, indeed. Really just, just feeling how vulnerable. Just a couple of paychecks from being homeless. That's what, that's what a lot of people tell me. You know what? I'm probably going to be out there on the street if something doesn't happen for me. So that vulnerability is there, and we have the opportunity to embrace it right now in ways that make a difference. We can all do it, and it doesn't really take that much to do it. You know, and, and, and this is what we're talking about here uh, for a minute. I want to... Stop for a minute and, and let's talk about eye care mm-hmm. uh, because I think that what you've created in a relatively short period of time um, is extraordinary. And I know that you've got folks that are paying attention to this now, mm-hmm. but this was you. I mean, this was you, and at some level it was just you. And where you are now and the coverage it's getting and, and the attention and this show and whatever it is that happens, it did start with a heartbeat. And that was yours. Yeah, can I, can I tell you the story? I'd love to hear that story. Great. It was right in the midst when I got the foreclosure letter. Um, the truck came and, and uh, hauled my car away. Um, the medical insurance uh, was canceled. Um, I had no money, no, no career, no nothing. And a friend loaned me a vehicle so that uh, I could get around. So I uh, went down to the Greyhound bus station to get down to pick up this vehicle in Southern California. And I was in the Greyhound bus station, and I met a lot of homeless people there. I was feeling sorry for myself at the time. Oh, what am I going to do? How am I going to make a difference? How am I going to get along? And all of a sudden, I was, I was in the Greyhound bus station. I looked over, and there was a lady standing. She was leaning up against the women's restroom, probably in her 70s. She could have been anybody's mother, your mother, my mother, anybody's nice. mother who's listening. And she was, she was in tattered clothes, but they were clean. And her face was weathered, 
and she was looking right through me. When I looked at her, her face was so weathered that her lips had merged into her face. You could tell that she was experiencing massive hardship. And I looked into her eyes, and it was like seeing two marbles. There was absolutely nothing there. And she looked right through me, and I waved, and I got nothing from her. And then I, I smiled, and I got nothing from her. And then I actually got sad, and I, had a, I, I even had a tear, and nothing from her. And then I looked closely, and I saw her lips moving. And I made out what she said from across the Greyhound bus station. She was probably maybe 20 feet away, and I was looking very closely. And what came out of her mouth astonished me, and it's what had me start I Care America. She said, nobody cares about me. Mm. Mm. And I have to tell you, in that moment, what I saw was that the brutality of living on the street, all the people who were on the streets under tarps, under cardboard, who were living out of dumpsters, out of all of that hardship, the physical hardship, that's not what devastates these people. What devastates these people is the emotional awareness and knowing this, that people don't care about them, that they've mm-hmm. turned their backs on them, and that they pretend like they're not there and like they're invisible. And when that happened, I realized that I could no longer feel sorry for myself that it was just inappropriate for me to do so. And I said, you know what, I care. And that's what I said, I care. And that's when the shift happened for me. And I decided, okay, you know what, nobody's going to hire me. I put in 300 job applications, didn't get one job. I'm going to hire myself. And I'm going to hire myself into the position of caring for people who are worse off than I am. And I took the job, and I'm doing it now. I'll tell you, son, you not only are hired, but nobody's going to take that job away from you because you have the passion. I mean, honestly, Val John, you know, for those of you who are tuning in, I need, I need to stop and tell you who I'm speaking with, who my very special guest is today. Many of you have heard him on my show numerous times, but this is a new Val John. This is a different Val John in a lot of ways, and yet at the same, at the same time, this is the same Val John. Val John Ferris joining me here today. I want to direct you to a website that I don't want you to forget. And my challenge for everyone listening to this show today is that you take this information I'm giving you in this website that Val John has created and you send it to 20 other people. And you ask them to send it to 20 other people. And we keep sending this information out because we do care. The website is www.icare-america.org. And I would love to hear from you tonight. Um, If you would like to join in on the conversation, have a conversation with Val John, ask questions, share your comments, whatever that is, we're opening the door for that. We have a toll-free number here, 877-876-5227, 5227 and you know my friends uh, at the station will send me an instant message or let me know it, when you're on the line or they'll jump in and they'll say you've got somebody on the line however it works we're here for you uh, and 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 Valjean I wanted to to really get to this place where yeah you got the job mm-hmm. you got the job because it takes somebody that actually is sitting there and has experienced this to get it. I shared on the radio in preparation for this today, and I had never shared this before, uh, finding out what you were doing. Right. And, and I shared that when I was 17 years old, 
I did not have a home. Mm. I did not have a place. Mm. Uh, m- my folks just had had enough of whatever they thought I was, uh. and literally I found whatever clothes I had thrown on the front lawn, packed them up and into a car that could barely run, mm. and drove myself down Route 22 in New Jersey wow. to try to find a place to stay. Mm. Now, I don't know what in me, you know, or what there is about me that just doesn't give up. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you, I I drove into the Greenbrook Motel. I remember this, and I don't remember a lot. But I drove in there, and I, I walked up crying, hysterical, because I didn't have anywhere to go, and I didn't have any money. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you that. I'll never forget the hand that was given to me or handed out to me to help me. Unless you've been there, I don't think you get it, but I will tell you the fear of being there right now is what we're sensing in this country. How can we, how can the people listening to this help you help others? Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I think the first thing is to acknowledge that if there is fear there, that you just thank your mind for sharing and just tap into your heart because um, the heart uh, the heart knows what fear is still trying to figure out. So um, and I, it's that I care. You know, the heart of our humanity awakens when we just tap into that place. So that's how people can begin is by just tapping into and opening to their own hearts. You know, what was closed uh, becomes open. Fear transforms mm-hmm. into faith, and what was impossible is now doable. You know, and I, you know, and then the other thing is for all of us to realize that caring is at the heart of all religion, it's at the center of all spirituality, and it is the basis of all philosophy. If you really, if you really reflect on care, why I think this is an important message for all of us, and I think you see this too, is that care is what drives all social, environmental, political activisms. It's what motivates, motivates the rise of civilizations. And when it's denied, it, what's contri- it contributes to the downfall of civilization. So caring is the, you know, the, the fabulous animating force of life, and it's the true spirit of what it means to be human. And I cannot imagine uh, a, a more basic feeling and experience for us to embrace uh, than care, much more powerful than embracing fear. So my message to people is thank your mind for sharing. Let the fear go. Just embrace the care and that you do care, and things will begin to turn around. Then we can work together, and people can either partner with me or they can partner with one another. Uh, there's lots of ways we can make this happen together and individually. Did you have any idea that um, that what you're doing would create sort of the, you know, the groundswell that is created? No, I had no idea. You know what? I'll tell you the truth about it for me. was Okay. I got to the point where I really didn't care anymore. I didn't care whether people listened to me. I didn't care whether they were interested in what I was th- thinking or doing or saying because I've been involved in, with lots of movements, and I know, I know you know that, and a lot of people who yep. are listening who know me know it. And I just gave it all up. I said, you know what? I'm not interested in any of that anymore. I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do it for me. And lots of friends told me that, but I never got it until I got it myself. But I'll tell you, when I got it, Man, it really opened me up, and, and right now I'm just doing it because that's what there is for me to do. If other people want to participate, more power to them. I'll show you what I did. Uh, we can partner and network together and, and you know, make it happen uh, in whatever ways people want to do it. Well, this is, this is uh, for me, this is such a sense of accomplishment, 
And I've got to ask you, when you got to that place, Val John, where you kind of turned around and you said, you know what, I've done all these things, and you really let go, I mean, what was that feeling like for you? Was it a sense of freedom? Was it a sense of anger? Was it a sense of angst? I mean, what was it in that moment that gave you the powerful voice that I hear tonight? And honestly, I've heard you before, never quite like this. It, uh, the best way I can describe it to you, Patty, is divine devastation and mm. total. Mm. Divine devastation. Hmm. Do you consider yourself uh, the phoenix? No. I, 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 I'm more like the ash. <laughs> I've, been, <laughs> I've been burned to a crisp, and I, I'm actually, you know, and I actually want to just kind of be ground up and used for fertilizer, you know. I don't know. I just, I, all I know is that I want to help these people. There are thousands and thousands of people who are suffering. A lot of these people are in shock, Patty. They've just lost their homes. Some of these mm-hmm. people want to be homeless. You know, they're, they're veterans. They've been out there for years and years. But there's a lot of people who are, are just in shock. They have no idea how to deal with this. They don't know how to handle being homeless. They're, they're vulnerable. Um, I just want to do whatever I can for people. And I think it's not just about the, the idea of working with the homeless. It's about, it's about us and, and me not just reaching out to help people, but understanding that there's a part of my own fulfillment that can't be fulfilled unless I do reach out, unless I do start forgetting about my own fears or my own concerns, and do start just doing whatever is necessary to provide comfort and solace and love and support and care and supplies. Anything anybody needs who's in gratitude about receiving it is such a good thing, and there's so much we can all do together. All we need to do is just say, you know what, I do care, and I'm going to get involved, and that movement in itself will literally transform our country, and it won't be just from what I'm doing. There's a lot of other people who know exactly and feel exactly what I feel, including you and lots of others. What do you, what do you, uh, I want to get your thoughts on, on, on the political arena right now. I want to get your thoughts on the, the, the political tone or what your sense is about what's happening in, uh, you know, in Washington DC. Uh, are they on the right track or have they completely missed the boat in terms of taking care of the people that really need it? I think it's a little of both. Um, I think while our nation's forecasts uh, and the facts are pretty daunting, um, I think with every crisis there comes an opportunity, and I think Obama and some of the administration are aware of that. Um, and, you know, rather than being in worry, um, I believe that, you know, that uh, what's being promoted, which I think is the right message, is to set our fears and differences aside and collaborate on rebuilding our nation and rebuilding our integrity as, as a nation and, and then our standing in the world. So I think those, I think that is on the right track. Where I do, I'm not quite as optimistic as maybe our president is and some of, of, of uh, the people surrounding him is about our recovery from the recession. I feel that we've done too little too late and I firmly believe that America's in for a bit of a fall. Um, and uh, the question for me is not, you know, if we will fall, but whether we're going to fall apart or fall together, which you, you mentioned earlier in the show here. Well, and you know, and that is, that really is the conversation. What do you believe, Val John, is our greatest challenge, uh, or the challenge that we face, not necessarily as a country, but let's talk at us as, uh, let's talk about us as individuals, mm-hmm. about what the greatest challenge we face, yeah. uh, in order to A, 
a move beyond whatever is going on, but yeah. but actually more importantly, to kind of reach out and know that we can fall together. Yeah, well, I think the biggest challenge has to do with um, reaching out across our differing values. Um, you uh-huh. know how there, there are what I call uh, uh, tribal socialisms, where, where people tribe together based on their social agreements and on the values. So there's a metaphysical community, there's a religious community, there's a political community, there's the environmental community. But these communities are kind of staying separate. They're staying separate from one another. Not, mm. There's not a whole lot of cross-communication, uh, although there is some but not anywhere near what we need. So our familiar social circles, uh, the religious beliefs, our professional networks, all of these things need to be uh, transcended, and we need to let go of our separatism. You know, how even people, I went out on a uh, homeless person count uh, a, a few weeks ago, and we're, I was out with a team of people in a car, and we're, we're going out into the back countries because pe- the homeless people want to stay homeless because they they get harassed and, and judged and things like that, so they want to stay invisible. So trying to count them is, is always a challenge every year. Mm-hmm. So I was out with people, and we're out through a certain part of town, and the driver said, oh, we're going, you know, we're heading into Republican territory. And I said, well, what does that mean? He said, well, these people on the big houses over here, you know, they're, they're not into what we're into. And I said, well, why do, why do you say that? Well, you know, and I said, no, I don't know. You know, I think it's really time that we stop making this us and them that we stop separating ourselves from others. We're no better or worse than anyone else. You know, them out there, the, the, the big bad machine, you know. Well, you know, guess what? That machine is us. We are those Republicans. We are those Democrats. We are the good people. We are the bad. We're all those people. And I think the biggest challenge for us, Patty, is for each of us individually to take responsibility for the parts of us that we've judged in other people. Uh, that is, for me, such a powerful statement because I don't know, Val John, how we can reach out, fall together, come together, be together if we don't look within and clean up our own act. That's right. And not to judge ourselves for it because the truth of the no. matter is, I'll tell you something, Patty, I think a lot of it is really innocent arrogance. Mm-hmm. It's innocent arrogance. People just aren't aware that they're doing it. I know for myself that, you know, that instantaneously my mind will come up with a judgment about things. You know, I had a negative radio uh, interview uh, happen, and, 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 and looking at it, it's like, well, gosh, you know what? I can either make it about the interviewer or I can take responsibility and go, you know what? I either didn't inform this person or I didn't communicate clearly or I didn't just take a stand and say, you know what? This interview isn't working for me. We're going to end it now. I allowed myself to go through it. A lot of us let ourselves get led down certain paths with people, and then we blame the people that led us there instead of us taking responsibility for having allowed it to go too far. Mm. You know, Val John, you are the author of a book, several actually, but you're the author of one of my favorites, Ink of Fire. And... And I and I and I was thinking today. I was I was sitting in some quiet time today, and I was really thinking. I was thinking about you, and I was sort of feeling you in a way that I had not before. And 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 right there in front of me, you know, on the bookcase, was was this book, and 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 I and I thought to myself, wait a minute, you know, why is that book staring at me now? And I went over, <laughs> I went over and I got the book. And the book was Ink of Fire. It was Light 
of the Masters, a true and inspiring spiritual adventure. And the book was written and is written by, and it's an award-winning book, by the way, for all of you, Val John Ferris. And I thought to myself, this is interesting. You know, here I am going to have a conversation with my friend Val John, and, and calling to me is this brilliantly written book by this amazing man. And I thought to myself, there's a question that I want to ask you. In the introduction of this book, and I don't think I ever really forgot it, but I, for a moment kind of left me, you know, the, 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 the introduction of this book is, is called, I'm going to read it for everyone, Stepping into the Burn Zone. Mm-hmm. Stepping into the Burn Zone. And I wanted to ask you of whether or not what you have experienced and where you are now in some respects uh, symbolizes what you wrote about in previous, you know, what, ten years ago? It's the ashes we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, I'm, 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 I've stepped into my own burn zone. And I think to make it clear what that means is that we can either be dominated by who we are afraid we are or we can be dominated by who we're uh, afraid we're not, uh, you know, like comparing ourselves to great people, um, or we can be dominated by uh, staying small, or we can be dominated by thinking that we're so large that we have a huge world mission. I don't care. But whatever it is that we can be dominated by, we can certainly surrender. And it is the surrendering of whatever it is that we are dominated by that is the burn zone. The burn zone is when who we are not, gets burned up to the point that who we have always been can show up. Um, you said something earlier. You said uh, this is a different Valjean. Well, I, I, I'm going to have to kind of true that up just a little bit. I used to be different. Now I'm the same. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I meant because, <laughs> because I said, you know, I'm, I'm hearing a different Valjean, but at the same time, it is truly the Valjean I know. And you can't, you can't not have a, a sense of clarity or a sense of purpose or mission after having lost everything in your life, your home, no, not your really. career, everything you've worked for for 20 mm-hmm. years, every, everything that you've ever thought was meaningful. Losing all of that, you can't not escape becoming humble, becoming deeper or more profound within your own right, or be, uh, more surrender. So I think uh, anybody who's ever lost everything, uh, can relate really well to this conversation. So I'm nothing special. I'm not any different than any of you who have lost everything. You know what we're talking about here because you've been there. And you know what? I think because America is losing what it's losing, I think it's exactly what needs to happen for us to lose so that we can begin to see that it's no longer about us taking, that it's now time for us to give. And that, I think, is that sacred circle where we get to move through the process. Not that taking was wrong, because there's nothing wrong with inhaling. That's taking breath. But there's exhaling it. There's giving it back. And spiritus or spirit is that spirit of life where we are breathing in and out. We're moving through that cycle and that process. And this is certainly the time of exhaling, the time of surrender, and the time of giving. So, you know, that's, that's all I can say about that. Well, and I want to make sure that everybody knows Val John Ferris, my very special guest today. He is the founder and creator, the creator of I Care America. And what I want to make sure that you, you have is the website. Um, once you get here, this website 
will tell you exactly what to do, and so will your heart. Uh, if you go to www.icare-america.org, icare-america.org, lots of ways for you to get involved, including don- including donating. What I would love to encourage you to do is to identify 20 people that you know minimally and send this website to them because the caring begins with us. The action begins with us. And for us to move from becoming, you know, what what so many call us victims to victory, it is the action that you take in service of another. And that's what my guest today knows a lot about. You know, Val, John, I wanted to ask you uh, so many things tonight. But this question, I, I, I believe, is a question I think the listeners want to hear. What's important to Val John Ferris now? Other people. Other people are important to me. I'm, I've always been a public servant, but now what's most important to me is finding out what people need and providing it. Um, like I said, I've been out uh, to the American River here locally. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've, I've been out many, many times uh, taking people out, finding out what people in the tents need, what, what, where are they suffering, what needs to happen. Um, so for me, what's most important is uh, uh, being a question rather than being an answer, being an inquiry rather than being a statement, being interested rather than being interesting. I'm very, very uh, dedicated to doing whatever I can to make a difference. And I'm not on a world mission. I don't want to save the world. All I want to do is live true to my own heart, which is that I care. And that's what's most important to me. In the past, you know, I've known you and I've seen you. Um, out in the world, bringing these people, these contingencies together, everybody having their own slice of the pie, whether that's, you know, going green over here or doing something else over here. Everyone has their own initiative, you know, helping with health insurance, making a movement here. And I've, and I've watched you and I've seen your passion in bringing all of these contingencies together to have a conversation and then to take action. And I wanted to ask you, how challenging was that? And do you believe that that is that same kind of collective consciousness in action is required to create a shift for our homeless? Yeah, I do think so. I think I think where the 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 shift, Patty, is for people to to uh, to maybe em- embrace the idea or emotional knowingness that homelessness is just one of the symptoms in our, in, our, in our country. But as one of the symptoms, that homelessness ends where heartfulness begins. Homelessness ends where heartfulness begins. And I think that message, that when we open to our own hearts and what's really there uh, in terms of how much we do care, not just for our own family and friends, not just for ourselves, but how much we do care for others and how much we care for our country and how much we care for the world, that if we would acknowledge that, and why I think people don't acknowledge it is because of two things. Number one is that they're either afraid that if they acknowledge it that they'll have to do something big in order to follow through. Uh-huh. Uh, or uh, that if they acknowledge it, uh, they'll be insufficient to the task, which are really two the, the two things I said are really the same thing, which has to do with whether or not we think we can we can handle it. 
And the answer to, the, to that is yes, you, you can handle it. Just do whatever it is that you know you can do. Reach out and make the contribution you can make and do it from that heartful place. Anything done from a heartfulness has got to be positive. You know, somebody was asking me today, they said, well, what do you think about this? And I said, I don't really care. And they said, well, what do you mean? I thought you were with I Care America. I said, yeah. I said, I don't care what I think about it. And they said, why? I said, because the mind struggles to understand what the heart has always known. And I think that what you just shared is a reflection of how the path of our lives go along. Isn't it? It really is. What a beautiful reflection it is, huh? Uh, well, well, it's beautiful, and it really is. I think you've articulated something that's very difficult to explain unless you've experienced it. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there's a place that the mind goes, and there's a place that the heart lives. And, uh, you know, someday I'd like to ask both of them to, you know, come together and have a couple drinks with us or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I sit by a fire and, you know, sing kumbaya. <laughs> but I think it is something key to what you said earlier. You and I know what it's like to stand up in front of lots of people Mm -hmm. and talk to them. What we're learning is, and and so so beautifully articulated by you, we're learning how to now have a different conversation. Mm -hmm. It's a conversation that fills in the white space. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I do know what you're saying. The white space is kind of that gap, you know, between uh, who we uh, are afraid we are and who we really are. You know, it's like, okay, let's fill in that space so that we can build a bridge in order to cross it and get on with what we all know needs to happen. Because the truth of the matter is, as things get worse in our country, uh, opening the heart is going to be vitally important for all of us. And there are going to be a lot of people um, who are going to be new at it. And I want to just do a, a call to, to uh, a call to arms in a way, not in a not in a fearful way, but just a call to the heart. Call, you know, there's a lot of people who do know about what we're talking about. They are very familiar with the heart space. They know how to love. They know how to care. Step forward and be mentors for those people who are struggling. Show them through your demonstration. Show them through networking, linking up either with I Care America or any organization. You know, we're setting up chapters. And we're looking for chapter leaders in, in every state uh, and every city in the country for people to step up, to step forward, and act on their hearts. And, and I think there are people who are wise, who've been around for a long time, who've been waiting for this for a long time. Well, guess what? It's here. It's now time for us to come together and, and have that heartfulness be present so that the people who are struggling or are still engaging and understanding what that means We'll have some people to turn to, some friends who will say, you know what, uh, I, can, I can support you here or I can work with you on this, until those people kind of come into their own. And that's the process, you know, of us all coming into our own as we face these continuing problems we're going to have here in the next uh, few years in our country. What an incredible opportunity. Absolutely. It's I mean, come on. Opportunity. Yes, definitely. I mean, we're actually talking about uh, the people, every one of us here uh, Tonight, those of you that are listening, whether you're listening to this show live or you've downloaded it from iTunes because we make that so easy, or you're going in and you're listening to an archive, or someone passed you this MP3 and you're, and you're, you're at the gym and you're listening, I want you to stop for a moment and stop and think about what Valjean just said. You know, this is an opportunity for each and every one of us 
to get in so such an intimate relationship with that heart energy. And 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 Valjean, if we do that, are we unstoppable? We are unstoppable. There's actually nothing we can do to get in the way, Patty. I think it's got a life of its own. I think people know that. I think people know that America is is coming to the end of the credit world. We can no longer live on borrowed reality. I think people know that it's time for us to 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 start giving, to start opening up. I think people realize that fear is no longer the answer. Uh, I, I think people know that love has always been the answer and sharing and connecting with people. So I think that the unstoppable human spirit is in full swing and there's nothing we can do to get in the way. There are certainly some things maybe we can do to drag our own feet. We don't need to talk about that on this show. That's another mm-hmm. show. But So we can maybe personally get in the way. But I can't tell you, in my own life, having all those things, I had 15 acres, I had a garden, I had everything set up, and I was going to weather myself through the storm of America, you know, the 2012 thing and all that stuff, right? I was going to work with a group of people and set up the Wisdom for Humanity Network, all the stuff we're doing, and get people working and all that, and I have a place where I could go to to be safe, and I'd have my food, and other people would have their food and all that stuff. That's all bull. That's all baloney. The truth of the matter is I couldn't have lost everything at a better time. Because losing everything forced me to come out into the world and to realize that by functioning from fear or even from service is too small. And what I mean by that is if I'm going to serve somebody and I'm going to have my protected place in order to do it, I'm not really being of service. By losing everything, it's forcing me to get out in the community and be a part of the community, not separate from it, not trying to not trying to get through the hard times on my own, but actually letting go of everything and creating a reality and a world with people where we can work together to get through all of these things. That's the key. So what I would invite people to do is to look to see if there is any fear that you have, if there is any hesitation, or, or if you're worried about your job, if you're worried about your, your paying your mortgage and all those things. Obviously, you need to take care of those things, but if those things don't work, the one thing I can share with all of you is having lost everything isn't all that bad. In fact, it's very empowering because it allows people and it allowed me to come out into the community and find out that there's a network of support out here I never knew was here, and I'm a part of that network now, and I'm weaving. I'm working on it every day, and I invite everybody to do that because the more we work together, the better we'll be able to move through all these hard times. Well, you know, for me, Val John, it is such an honor to have you on the show and to be part of 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 something that's so vitalistically important right now. Uh, you know, this is for me. Um, this is just a small initiative that, for, for me personally, that I can do to help you get this message out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're not even touching upon right now the hundreds of thousands, the millions of people, and you know who you are, that are listening to this show or know other people that are exactly like we talk about. They are, and someone used this term, Val, John, I thought it was interesting, homeless in waiting. Exactly. Right. That's, what, that's what he said to me. Wow, he right. said, I'm, homeless in, I, I'm a homeless in waiting person. Boy. That gives me goosebumps. You know? I, was, I wasn't going to say it. I didn't think I could get it out. Um, but think about that statement. Because mm. I don't think you would have ever 
thought of yourself as that? Well, I'm certainly not waiting anymore, I can tell you that. (laughs) (laughs) And in terms of being homeless, uh, you know, they are going to take my home, but... I am now making so many friends in low places you wouldn't believe it. I have a home wherever I I have a tent wherever I need to wherever I'm going to be, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, you know, imagine all the all the friends now you have. I do. And I I have <laughs> friends who still who have homes. I mean, they help, they invite me in for dinner. I'm I'm at a friend's house right now in fact. She's She's making me dinner and I can do my laundry and I've got so many people are saying, "Oh, well, John, you know, this is this is a wonderful thing. You're doing so such good stuff. I want to support you. So you know what? I'm being really well cared for. And isn't it that that same principle of giving and receiving that when you do good work, uh-huh. when you give, okay. you get far more back? Yeah. Well, we've got a caller. I think we need to take this call. Okay. We've got somebody that wants to join us. Let's take this call. Who who who's on the line tonight? Linda. Who's on the line? Linda. Hi, Linda. Welcome to the show. Where Hi. are you calling in from? New Jersey. Well, you must be calling in for a question or a comment. Well, I have a comment, um, and I'm, I'm not even sure I can control myself to even say it, but I think I don't even know the words to describe what you've talked about mm. and what an incredible person you are. Wow. Um, and it, 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 just, it brings tears to my eyes. How well, Linda, I just want to say something, that, that I may be... I may be incredible, but I'll tell you what, it takes an incredible person to recognize an open heart. And if there's anything, I do have an open heart, and, and you are an incredible person for recognizing it. It tells me more about you than it does me, honestly. Well, there's, there's, there's nobody like you. I mean, nobody cares. You're right. Nobody cares about anybody. Well, there's Everybody's... a lot of people like me. Look at you. Do you care? Well, yeah, I care. Well, there's a lot of people like you, too. You know what I found? I'll tell you this. There is a big shroud. Obviously, there's, it sure looks like a lot of people don't care, but I have to share with you, and I'm sure you, you've seen this in your own life, is I've gotten out there and I've talked to the community, and when I first start talking to people, they go, oh, I don't want to help those people who are homeless because they, they're users and they're not. And by the time I spend two or three minutes with them just sharing my open heart, the, these people who didn't care are all of a sudden in tears. Now, what does that tell you? It tells you that on the surface people don't care, but really in the heart of their hearts, they care hugely so much, and I think we need to acknowledge that that's there. Um, there are so many people who do care, and those are the ones that we want to communicate with, and the ones that are pretending like they don't care, ah, oh, well, guess what? They'll come along in just a short amount of time. I know. We're going to bring them along, aren't we? Yep. So, so then in that conversation that you find that, that people do care and they do have a heart, yeah. Um, how do you get them engaged in, in helping what you're doing and what you're, you're accomplishing? Well, they asked me, well, they go, Val John, well, wh- wh- you know, how can I participate? And I said, well, God, there's a whole lot of things you can do. You can start a chapter in your city. You can call the media and let them know that you, you want to get in, involved in, in helping people uh, and that I Care America is involved and let's get an interview uh, for me. That's how this interview happened and other ones. Uh, you can uh, start in your own neighborhood and say, you know what, there's people who are living under tents. These are new homeless people. If you've got any camping gear, if you've got sleeping bags and tents and stuff, give them to me. I'll put them in my garage until we get eye care organized or, or whatever group you get organized in your city, and we'll start getting them out there. Find out the people who know where the, the homeless camps are, you know, behind Gottschalks, behind Safeway. There's always camps and stuff tucked away in hidden parts of the communities. Get a group of people and find out where they are. Be safe about it, but find out where they are. 
Get in contact with the homeless shelters. Those people know the faith groups. Find out where people are who've just lost their homes. Organize getting the tents and stuff. Get them in a garage. And, and then link up the two and start doing the work. Everybody can do the work. We don't have, you don't have to wait for me to come to your town. I'd certainly be happy to come. You invite me, I'll come. But you can start on your own, and those are some of the things you can do. The website has got a whole group of things in terms of how you can participate. You can, you can uh, volunteer from home. You can do calls. You can get the word out. You can work on our websites. You can work on your own uh, things in order in terms of getting uh, charity things going. So there's lots of opportunities on the website. So I, I tell them that, and then I say, go to the I Care America website. Log on there. There's a page called uh, How Can I Help, and there's a whole list of stuff. Okay. Okay. Yes, thank you. Right. And, and thank you. You are you are an absolutely incredible person. Well, thanks. And you know what? I've never been to New Jersey. Maybe I should I should come and visit. Yes, you probably should do that. Well, invite me. Okay, come on okay. to New Jersey. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Linda. Bye. Thank you so much. I want to make sure everybody has the website. I know that you know this hour has flown by. Um, it, please, uh, just as Val John suggested, www.icare-america.org. ICARE-America.org, and all of those things, Val John, that you talked to to Linda about, this is for everybody listening to the show. Right. This is really, yeah, it's not just Linda. It's all of us. There's something here for all of us to do. Thank you, Val John, for joining us here today. I wanted to ask you as we, we, we bring this moment together to an end, your personal message, what is it for everybody listening tonight? I have no doubt that we're going to meet the challenges that are before us because I, I know that uh, the reality is that we'll either choose to open ourselves to caring more for e each other now or we'll be forced to do so later. I, for one, am starting now. I invite people to join in and embrace the opportunity. Uh, we haven't had this kind of opportunity for a long, long time. Uh, not only can we rise to these economic challenges, but we can rise to our greater humanity, to our stewardship and to our gratitude for being alive. And that's, that's the message that I want to share. Um, Val John, from one heart to another, I love, love, love you. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. All right. All right, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the Dr. Pat Show. Again, if you want to find out more about us, go to www.thedrpatshow.com. For more about Val John and I Care, go to icare-america.org. For those of you that are part of our newsletter, if you've missed any part of this, you're going to see what we're doing to help get the word out about I Care America. Until next week, remember the challenge. You heard the website tonight. I know you know 20 people. And send this information on and ask them to find another 20. For those of you that are sitting there and thinking, wow, I don't have a job anymore, you know what? I think Val John might have just given you one. So we'll see you all next time, everyone. Remember, you have within your heart the power and ability to heal the world. We'll see you next week.